the reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg. I'm Rob Steele. And coming soon to a ballpark near you, the Cleveland Asgardians. That's mm-hmm. our theory is what they're really going to be called when the new Thor movie comes out or the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie comes out. Actually, instead, they're just being called the Guardians for now. I'm sure it'll change. For now. Promotional opportunities abound. Um, I can't see any that go with Dune, but I wanted to bring that up because there's a second trailer for the movie that is, uh, quite frankly, it's long overdue. Yes. Um, But the second trailer, I don't know if you watched it this week, it is beautiful. It is. And it does, uh, it it. does seem to do something that the first movie, the miniseries, and even the book didn't do that it could have used a little more of, and that's adding a little bit of humor. Every so often, just a, you know, it's not, you're not fart gags for Christ's sake, but you know, just, just the, the, the line they used in, uh, in this trailer was, I forgot who Jason Momoa is playing. Is it Duncan? Yeah. Duncan, Idaho. There we go. Meeting Paul Atreides and, Slapping him on the arm. Hey, have you put on muscle? I don't know. Have I? No, I'm. I'm, I'm just kidding. You haven't. Yeah, that was good. That that was. It's a good line. It's a nice touch. And if I, I, I don't do anything bigger than that, yeah. <clears throat> David Lynch film definitely could have used a few lighter touches. I, well, could have used a lot of things, but it definitely would have benefited from that. So. And I never even got through the whole miniseries because it was just like, it was just a slog to me. Well, in fairness, the miniseries had a very small budget. Um, but it was a little bit more faithful to the book than the than the movie. Which wouldn't be difficult. Well, that, that, that's also true. <laughs> they, 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 could have, they could have filmed Boy Scouts out on a jamboree. It probably would have been more faithful to the book than that movie was. But, uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to this. I'm probably going to be disappointed, but I will say there is a very strong Arabic-Islamic vibe to it, which, yeah. oh my God, there should be. It's like it's about freaking time. So <clears throat> Well, uh, th- that's the first place I heard the word jihad. Yeah. And granted, I, at the time, I had no idea what it meant. <laughs> The jihad, and I went. What yeah. the hell does that mean? I went and looked it up. So Darn these have, movies making you go look things up. I have, I have, eh, not high hopes, but I have expectations that this will be worthwhile. So hopefully, if nothing so, else, it's at least going to look pretty. Yeah, yeah, it's going to look great, and it means so far, so good. Yeah, and from the trailers, looks like it's <clears throat> looks like it could be spectacular from the trailers. No, some things are probably not going to look as spectacular. For example, uh, in pre-pro, hi, Ted, <laughs> you you mentioned something about how uh, Warner Brothers is making, I think you said it, it's 10 movies for HBO Max. Movies <clears throat> released on HBO Max in 2022. And uh, one of them, I suspect, is going to be the long gestating, I'm sorry, that's the only way to put it, Batgirl movie. Ah. And there's casting news. There's casting news, yes. 
apparently there's a TV show called In the Heights, which I've honestly, I've never heard of it before now. But then again, I don't look for shows like that. Their star, Leslie Grace, is playing Batgirl. Does that mean anything to you? It means very little to me. In the in the in the Heights is uh, <clears throat> Lin Manuel Miranda flick that came out just a little while ago. Oh, that's a t- uh, well. That would be why I can't find it under TV shows. I kept saying that's in right. this TV show, that TV show, the other TV show, and I went in the Heights. I, I don't know that TV show because it's yeah. not. Yeah, I'm an idiot because it's not. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say that. But yeah, that's that's her main. Well, now it is. It's her main calling card. Ah. Well, frankly, I still don't know who she is, so good luck with Batgirl. <laughs> and to be honest, I, 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 I honestly mean that. I, I would like to see it do good because Batgirl is I a very that. interesting character. Yep. <clears throat> Especially yeah, if they turn do the end up. I don't want her to be paralyzed, but I like the idea of her turning into Oracle. Oracle was also a cool character. Yeah. <clears throat> if they can do it in a different way, that would be kind of cool. But and I that's think- well. Uh, in the in the books right now, Barbara Gordon uh, was shot, was paralyzed, became Oracle, got cute. Well, not, I'm not gonna say got cured, healed. Yeah, herself eventually became Batgirl again, and recently decided, you know what? I'm tired of this. I'm going back to being Oracle. Yeah, more job security mm-hmm. and safer. Just a bit. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Speaking of job security, Fast and Furious Nine <laughs> writer Daniel Casey. See, there's a catch. Uh, he's reportedly been hired to write an adaptation of the 1978 anime series Battle of the Planets. Interesting. Um, known in Japan as Science Ninja Team Gachaman. That's a much better title. It, it probably is, really. Which is often happens. Um, <clears throat> Now, I, I want to clear this up because some places call it G-Force. That is a that is a movie about hamsters, apparently. I was very disappointed that it wasn't this. Now they're actually making this. Um, and it was the I, I didn't know this part. It was the highest rated animated program of the last half of the 70s. Interesting. I, I, I want to toss in something. I think it's Battle of the Planets, but lately I've noticed on Amazon Prime that they are. Uh, no, actually, I think, I think it was Battleship Yamamoto was was the film. And I thought, oh, oh they've yes. remade it. How cool. Because it was listed as 2021. It's like, oh, my God, I didn't even hear about this. No, they just had the wrong date. It's the original film. Well, actually, the <clears throat> which is OK, but. The... Stop putting the wrong damn dates on it, you idiots. And I'm sorry, you guys own imdb there's no freaking excuse to have the wrong freaking date on a movie holy crap is this the live action version but it didn't come out in 2021 well no it came out in 2008 i think no this is one that came out like in the 80s or 70s oh this is an old one going back to an animated version um so no freaking reason no there is no excuse for that although that's that's the third one i've seen in the past two weeks where they have the wrong date and you think oh which i can see why things would slip through the cracks because nothing got really released theatrically and it's like oh no they're they're just freaking stupid so get your shit together what did you do fire all the people who knew what the hell they were doing at imdb get your together amazon it's not cool 
Um, Morons. If you do actually like Space Battleship Yamato, yes. there is a live-action version of it, uh, which came out just before the J.J. Abrams Star Trek, and it's nice. better. It really is. I, I love oh, the way true. they put that together. This is a completely unplanned <clears throat> review for that. And Very if cool. you enjoyed the original series, they remade the original series as uh, Space Battleship Yamato 2199, as opposed to Star Blazers, which is what it was originally released as in the States. 2199 has got, uh, they did make some modifications to the storyline. Don't worry about it. It's still excellent. And the upgrade in the art and animation is just astounding. Cool. <clears throat> so there you there, go. There's, there's a bonus, bonus, bonus review. Watch. As, as opposed to reviews. But it's a, a bonus, bonus review of something that was remade from something that was made in the 70s and something else that was made in the 70s but not released <laughs> till 1980. But recently got a conversion to 1080p on Blu-ray is the Blues Brothers, which I got to see this week in 1080p. And I'm, I'm going to say it's not the best conversion that I've seen. That's sad. <clears throat> it is, because the Blues Brothers, if you haven't seen it by now, seriously, pause our show and go see it. And make sure you watch the full uncut version. Well, that, that's just it. This had I had not seen the uncut version before. Yeah. Uh, I, for example, if you uh, want want an example of what happens in the uncut version, I didn't know Elwood actually did have a job. <laughs> I know there was the "we got to go to work" line, and then it went, went you know cut to something else. He actually did go to work for a scene in a cheese whiz factory. He did have a job. I did not know that was a thing. And and the best part of the uncut version, and most times when we were director's cuts, is like, oh, there's, well, whatever. Yeah, a lot and of there, it was, why did you put this in? Yeah. Yeah. But their, their, their musical numbers are longer. I mean, it, you definitely need to watch the uncut one. Is the sound quality any improved? Not, I don't know that it actually needed to be improved, but how is the sound quality? Because that's kind of important for the Blues Brothers. It is. The sound quality was actually pretty good. Nice. Um, and all the scenes that were put back in, I can honestly, the scenes that were put back in, I can see why they were cut. Um, except maybe the destruction of the gas station. <laughs> and the only reason I'm saying that is because it looked expensive. Um, but it would have been too soon in the movie for something like that to have happened. Because it, it's on the way to the last show, but before the police chase. And that would have it would have it threw things off a little bit if somehow that it you know they drove past it on the way back to chicago and somehow it blew up then that would have made more sense but this is me thinking what 40 years after it was made as rob said if for some reason you god forsaken reason you have not seen the blues brothers just just watch it now and then come back and listen to the rest of the show one of the greatest regrets of my life now that it's a major earth-shattering thing, but one of the biggest regrets is had a chance to go see the Blues Brothers in concert, and we thought, uh, tickets are kind of high. They'll be, they'll come back. Uh-huh. Yeah. Six months later, somebody was dead. So, yeah, that was a poor decision on my part. Also a poor decision on Mr. Belushi's part. But anyway, yeah, Blues Brothers. Awesome freaking movie. So fun. 
Absolutely. I mean, I introduced my daughter to my youngest daughter to it this week. So <laughs> that's where that came from. She spent a lot of time going, why is Princess Leia in this movie and why is she trying to kill them? We'll get to that. It just hang on a minute. Be patient. Oh, my God. Illinois Nazis. So, no, yeah, that, that too. No, you mentioned seeing the Blues Brothers. So I'm going to mention this because it irked me because Trent Reznor has been popping up in the news lately. And I, I like Nine Inch Nails. They are a, a particular favorite band of mine. I have never seen them live because I don't find out about their concerts until the day after. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Dear Trent, can we get some a, a bit more publicity going so I can actually find out before you show up? That, that's all I'm saying. That would be helpful. Yeah, just a little bit. You know, but uh, anyway, you saw a movie with a very weird title that I'd been considering seeing but hadn't gotten around to it, but you beat me to it. So I, I will tell you right now, uh, and the film is on Netflix, it's called Gunpowder Milkshake. And unfortunately, that is the best thing about the movie. Now, I did oh. like the movie. I did like the movie, but this is a fantastic title. I just think this title is amazing. It didn't have an amazing movie to go with it. That's unfortunate. Oh. It did have a fun movie to go with it. Basically, this is a mashup of the John Wick films and Hotel Artemis and Atomic Blonde. The problem is it's not as good as the John Wick films or Atomic Blonde, or even Hotel Artemis. So the premise is a a hitman who is a hit woman, played by Karen Gillan, 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 that lady, Nebula, who is near and dear to our hearts. Amy Pond. So, yeah, that's who. <laughs> so, so she is a hit person. And she is in the employ, 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 umpire, pre-pro. We should have talked about this. Hi again, Ted. So she is in the employ of a shadowy organization called The Firm. Very creative name. And deliberately so, because, because a lot of these, it, they're knowingly playing riffs on a lot of these things. The part of the problem is they didn't do it quite well enough. And again, I like the film. It's just that it's got Angela Bassett. It's got Michelle Yeoh. And this movie should have been freaking great with the cast and the premise. And it's just fun. Which, you know, that's okay. But example, IMDb rating is 5.9 out of 10. I think that's accurate. It's okay. It's worth watching it on Netflix. If you'd gone to see this at the theater, you would have been probably kind of like, well, that's two hours, John the Train. To, to watch on a streaming service, it's okay. If nothing else is on, yeah, it's fun. But it it could have been so much better. So the hit person, she hits the wrong person, and the firm has to, well, they just have to sanction her. And because she's the hero, she doesn't feel like being sanctioned, so she goes to war with the firm. And to help her, she goes back to an organization that her mom who also was a hit person, was part of, and these are people that she refers to as her aunties, Angela Bassett, Michelle Yeoh, Carlo Gugino, uh, all very fun. Her mom is played by Lena Hetty, who you may remember from The 300, 
and several other films. But to me, that's right. the first thing I think of with her. So again, oh my God, what a cast. And it's only parts of it are fun, but there are several parts where it's just, okay, at one point, Karen has her arms paralyzed by a doc who works for the mob and he injects her to paralyze her arms so she can't fight back so the bad guys can come in and kill her. Well, she has her little assistant tape a knife to one hand and a gun to the other. So somehow she's able to pull the trigger with paralyzed arms? With paralyzed arms. Now she has to spin around in a chair, which is really funny to get her arms up in the air. So the centripetal force gets her arms up and she spins around in this chair and she cuts people with the arm with the knife because her arm is flailing around. That's funny. But how are you pulling the trigger when your arms are paralyzed? You should have done a better job of writing. And there are like a dozen things like that in this movie. And it's like, you know, if you just no brain it, okay. But I can't no brain it when it's that glaringly, obviously freaking stupid. Do a better. It's like the damn DC TV writers jumped in here. It's like, you know, it's very similar to that. So if they'd had a better script, not a more fun script, but if they just paid more attention and worked and worked things through more intelligently, this could have been John Wick level. This could have been Atomic Blonde. And Atomic Blonde is just a fantastic, fantastic kick-ass thriller. I love Atomic Blonde, which, by the way, also on Netflix. Gunpowder Milkshake could have been that. Is it worth watching? Yep. But it's not close to the level of the John Wick films or Atomic Blonde or, for that matter, Hotel Artemis, which isn't great, but which is a better film. So but yeah, it just pulls off a lot of the – I mean, they have the library, which is exactly like the Continental. It's the safe haven. I mean, there, there are so many riffs that they pulled off these other films so freaking obviously. It's like, do a better job if you're going to do that. That's what's disappointing about it. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's worth watching. But, dude, come on. You needed something better than what you came up with. It's it's a missed opportunity, and that's what really sucks. If it had just, I would have been happier if it had just been terrible because then they wouldn't have had a clue what the hell they were doing. But to waste that cast in this premise is is unfortunate. Is it worth watching? Yeah. But uh, I mentioned four other films that it borrows from. Sorry, sorry, five other films that it borrows from. Watch all five of those instead. And, and then the Blues get around. Brothers. And the Blues Brothers. And then and Battleship Yamato. I mean, God, we talked about like eight movies already. And Gunpowder Milkshake, even though I'm saying watch it, it's the last one I would watch out of that group so far. But... Uh... Would you watch it tomorrow? Or <laughs> that, that's as close to a segue to this as I'm going to get. I would not watch it tomorrow, but there is something else I would watch tomorrow. See, I, I have one big question about this movie, but I'm going to let you talk about it first. So now we're talking about the Tomorrow War also on a streaming service. This one's on Amazon. Um, my biggest question about this is why they didn't release it at the theaters. Gunpowder Milkshake... I kind of wonder why they didn't release this at the theaters either, for that matter. I mean, we're at the point now where it, it just doesn't make sense for, and especially the Tomorrow War, because it stars Chris Pat, Pratt, or Pat. It got, it's the blonde guy. And so it stars him, has a good cast, has a good premise. They spend a lot of money on this. This has every earmark of a summer tentpole release, and they just dumped it on Amazon Prime. 
if it had sucked, that would make sense. But it doesn't. It's a fun movie. It's not a great movie, but it's a fun movie. It's a classic summer blockbuster popcorn flick. And why it just wound up on Amazon, I don't know. I've not been able to find out. The premise is aliens have invaded the Earth about 50 years from now. And they are kicking their ass. And there are only 500,000 people left on the entire planet. Luckily, someone figured out time travel. They're coming back to our time now to recruit soldiers to fight for the Earth. Because they're, frankly, running out of people to fight. So they're coming from the future to get soldiers to go back and continue fighting because they still have a chance, a strategic chance to wipe out the aliens. Weird premise, I know, because, and you guys can't see because this isn't video, but Rob's making a weird face like, how the hell does that make sense? Paradoxical. Yeah, exactly. So you just have to kind of let that stuff go. So, no, no, immediately I am not liking this movie. So, it's based on a it's worse than Terminator or Back to the Future. That's, no, you can't do that. Oh, yeah, it is, definitely. They don't even try to address it, which is probably smart because, yeah, that's a real mess. So Chris Pratt, he's a teacher, I believe. I don't remember. It doesn't matter what the hell his job is. But he was in Special Forces before. But he's not like a super gung-ho. He's, he's like the Chris Pratt version of a guy who was in Special Forces. I'm going to ask you my question now. Yes, ask me your question now. Is Chris Pratt Chris Pratt in this movie or has he developed another character? Because I, I'm trying to think he's of pretty much Chris I've Pratt. Seen him in. He's pretty much Chris Pratt. See, everything I've seen, he's turning into uh, Kevin Costner 2.0. Someone said that he is the he is our version of Harrison Ford. Now they were very quick to point out he is not Harrison Ford, but similar. And Kevin Costner. No, seen, I've seen Harrison Ford actually act. Yeah, I have too. And well, I've seen Kevin Costner act like once or twice. But yeah, basically. Yeah, he's doing this. Well, honestly, John Wayne pulled it off for decades, so and it worked for him. But uh, well, he was al- almost always in the actors. same. I always saw John Wayne as either in the military or a Western. And, and uh, like Harrison Ford, I've seen him as an FBI agent, as the space pirate, as an archaeologist, as a guy who's lost his memory and romantic comedies and all this stuff and you know all over the place. Um, but he was you know different significantly yes. in each of those chris pratt i've seen in a bunch of different roles and he's always chris pratt pretty much he's pretty much chris pratt in this he he is not as goofy as he is as for instance star lord or a lot of his roles but he's still chris pratt okay. so it's not a it's not a straight dramatic role but he has there there he does have some more depth to his character in this he does have some meaty scenes with some serious overtones going on um the effects look great. So he winds up going to the future and they're fighting the aliens and the aliens are very well done and they look buggy and weird, which, okay, you know, they're cool. Uh, it's getting to the point where it's kind of hard to make different looking aliens. Apparently, I'll just put it that way. Uh, really good action. To me, the best part of this film is J.K. Simmons, which if J.K. Simmons is in oh. a movie, odds are he's going to be the he's best He's going to be good. Yeah. yeah. He plays... Dad, he plays his dad, who's a estranged father, and he winds up going on the trip. Not a big spoiler, and and some of our listeners may have heard that J.K. Simmons, uh, as you, if if you've seen him recently, you know he's kind of jacked, a especially, bit, especially for a guy who's I think we're exactly the same age. He and I, I think he's sixty four, but 
for for a guy who is not an action star, I mean, he got Jack to play yeah. the 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 music teacher in Whiplash for I mean, just because he wanted to. I mean, there was no reason at all for that. Well, he's even more jacked in this one, and wow. he made a he made a comment that he was rather happy because Chris Pratt told him on set, by the way. My wife said, wow, you're really jacked. And, of course, Chris Pratt is married to Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. So that was J.K. Simmons' reaction. is like, wow, Arnie's daughter thinks I'm jacked. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I can see that, yes. <laughs> because if anybody knows what someone who is jacked looks like, it would be, It'd be Arnold, Schwarzenegger. one of Arnold's daughters. So, uh, But J.K. Simmons is Freaking excellent. There needed to be more J.K. Simmons. And it's not that he has a cameo or anything, but there just needed to be more J.K. Simmons because he's freaking J.K. Simmons. But this is more entertaining to me than Gunpowder Milkshake. If I'd gone to see this at the movie theater, I would have been happy. This is not something I would be watching again every year. It's it's not one of those. I mean, for me, it's not one of those movies. It's like, oh, my God, I can't wait to watch this again. I could watch it tomorrow. But... It's a fun movie, and, and again, it's on Amazon. Odds are you already have it. It won't cost you anything. I thought it was quite entertaining. It was quite fun, and bonus, J.K. Simmons is something of a badass in the film. And there is a little bit more depth than normal to Chris Pratt. Yeah, he plays Chris Pratt, but there's a little bit more to his character than that in this one. So, The Tomorrow War, good flick. See, and now we're going to get into a film that we both watched. Yes. And I think there was there's some variation here. I didn't think it was was okay. I didn't think it was that bad. Um, let's see how how to, how to best start this this review. Uh, I am Maggie Mock of the Clan Wahlberg, and I was born in the lowlands of Egypt about two and a half billion years ago. <laughs> you can kill me, but I'll be reincarnated with amnesia. That's right. We're talking about infinite. Um, yeah. It, okay. For I, I'm going to start with this. Actually, in the review section, it felt like it took an infinite amount of time to watch this because of my mom. <laughs> I'll explain. When I watch movies at my house, I cannot finish a movie without getting at least a phone call. Usually with less than five minutes of the movie left. <laughs> Here comes the climax of the film phone rings, which reminds me I'm going to turn my phone off right now because I forgot to do it before the show. I did too. And if I don't, it's going to be my mom again. <laughs> hi, mom. Hi, Ted. I know Ted's going to try to call or something. Anyway. <laughs> Ted's not here right two, now. Two minutes left in the film. My mom calls, my wife calls, my pharmacy calls to tell me that I have a prescription ready to be picked up, and they've been trying to contact me regarding my car's extended warranty. Them, I told the f <laughs> So, making a note to edit that, yes, I know, we're trying to be family-friendly. Anyway. It didn't work, did it? Yeah, geez. The, uh, yeah, infinite... I didn't think it was that bad. It did have some flaws in it. Yeah. Uh, apparently there's, uh, what is it, 300 people who can 
who reincarnate every time after they die and they have at puberty, they all get their memory back. Except for Marky Mark, who was in a car wreck and had a plate put in his head and it doesn't work very well. You know what? I'm not that's not the part of the movie that I have a problem with. No, me either. That because that for a change actually makes sense in a in a film like this. So they've actually split into two groups. And one of the groups does not want to do this anymore. They're tired of it. But they can't kill themselves because they'll just come back. So one of them created the egg, which is a MacGuffin that is used to destroy all life on the planet, including grass and birds and whatever, because if everything's dead, you can't reincarnate into anything. Ha ha ha. So the movie is uh, in Marky Mark's previous life. He hid the egg and no one knows where it is. So now they have to find Marky Mark. And yeah, I'm going to call him that because he's basically uh, well, Marky Mark. he's driving around. He's hanging out with a new funky bunch. That's what it is. Yeah. The if you don't understand these references, look him up. <laughs> or maybe also not. you're too damn be young off. to be listening. To, anyway, um, <laughs> uh, they wait to find Marky Mark and get his memory back, which takes a while because of the plate in his head and his schizophrenia and the drugs he's taking, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Because they're all trying to find the egg, one part of the group to destroy it and the other part to use it. There's your premise. And frankly, I didn't think it was that bad a movie. It had some good action scenes, but it also had a number of inconsistencies that irked me. Not as much as the paradox of Tomorrow War, which... uh, I just found out about, and that still bristle, bristle. Anyway, <laughs> now uh, one of the bad guys developed a gun that if he shoots you with it, in the bullet is a chip, and somehow your soul gets uploaded to the chip, so you stay on the chip instead of getting reincarnated. Are you sure? Because this was used back in the 70s at the beginning of the movie. We didn't know that until halfway through, but... Yeah. You know, you'll catch on to it. Um, it looks like an SD chip in the 70s with what has to be a minimum uh, of like, uh, what is beyond terabyte? Petabyte. There we go. Uh, a multi-petabyte SD chip in the 70s. Well, these guys have primo technology. But see, no, here's they, one of the no, problems with no, that. They, no, they don't. No, no, no. Here's one of the problems with that. If they could do that, why don't they just put their consciousness on a chip? Then you don't have to kill everything. There are so many inconsistencies with this movie. There are infinite inconsistencies with this movie that it makes no freaking sense whatsoever that this is the only solution. Oh, I don't know. You're, you're chasing down a guy who doesn't know who he is. Seems that the solution to your constant reincarnation is right in front of you. Obviously... They've seen other ways to avoid this whole problem without destroying all life on the planet. You know, and it's just, oh, so let's just say, okay, they're the bad guys. So let's get rid of this whole concept. Just say they're evil. You know, a stupid, you know a stupid thing that they put into this? And I don't oh, know if you noticed it. A lot it. of stupid things they put into this. Oh, no, th- this is an inconsistency. Um, 
at the beginning when when uh, Marky Mark is rescued by whatever her name was, and no, I didn't bother to remember, um, in her armor-plated Aston Martin, so yay, Aston Martin, yeah. um, the license plate for the car said, reincarnates. Now, I want you to think about the word reincarnates and how many letters you can fit on a license plate. Not that many. You're right. It doesn't fit, does it? Yeah. There's, there's... You know something else that irked me? This irked me. There's a part where they had, they went to go visit, um, I've forgotten the guy's name, the guy with the curly hair who can bring, bring back Marky Mark's memory. Anyway, he lives in a big extravagant casino, basically. Mm -hmm. And the four good guys pull up in their, it, it looks like a Tesla, but it might be an Aston. I don't know. It had funky doors. I liked it. The valet parking opened the doors to let them get out into the street. No. Valet parking lets you out on the sidewalk because if you get let out into the street, you're going to get run over and we're going to have to wait another 20, 25 years for you to be reincarnated so we can finish the damn movie. No, don't do that. How hard would it have been to set up, you know, get the establishing shot? turn it around and have them get out on the right side of the car. Would that, would that have been so hard? It's just a little thing, but it irks me. There's a lot of little things. There's a lot of big things in this movie. Uh, What was your biggest thing? Basically, let let me rephrase that. What was your biggest thing that irked you in this movie? The premise, (laughs) the premise and Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg, almost more than any actor I can think of, rises to the occasion in good films. I mean, he's in The Departed, and he's great in The Departed. He's also in The Happening, which is one of the worst freaking movies ever, and he is god-awful. He took that role because he was playing a science teacher, and he wanted a movie where he would look like, where he could come across as smart. I was like, dude, you came across as smart as a freaking smoothie in that movie. That's terrible. And your character is a complete moron. And you're too stupid to understand that. He's bad in this movie because it's a bad movie. I mean, the other guys. He's hilarious in the other guys. I mean, if if the movie's good, he'll be good. If the movie sucks, he'll suck. I I honestly cannot think of anybody who is at exactly the level of the film he's in. And it's not, and to me, it's not the film is buoyed by him. The Departed is not a good movie because of friggin' Mark Wahlberg. And The Happening is not a terrible movie because of Mark Wahlberg. But he just he just finds that level. I mean, the exact freaking level, which is I bizarre. kept thinking he was. I kept thinking uh, throughout the movie he was actually John Cena. <laughs> yeah, except I think John Cena would have been more entertaining. Um, I just really don't like this movie, and it's not that it's a terrible movie, but again, I think it's because of the whole concept. It's kind of a cool concept, and there are so many stupid inconsistent moronic choices that they make i mean i my brain just kind of shut down about halfway through and i was like holy crap the only reason i kept watching it is because of this show honest to god we watch movies so you don't have to yeah my biggest question because i i the premise whatever i've seen it done before yeah exactly Uh, was it a spectacular movie no it was it it had some fun parts to it I didn't mind it. I'm it probably does. not going to watch it again unless my wife says I wasn't home when you watched it, as you can evidence by the phone call earlier, and you're going to watch <laughs> it again with me this time, damn it. 
But my my big my biggest problem with this movie was the bad guy had an army with him. Yes. Of fully masked people. Who exactly were these army people? Because they know his he wants to destroy and kill everyone, including himself and them. And them. But I, they were pretty damn loyal to him throughout this. Why? Yeah. I assume they all want to just end it all, just like you would have to assume. But, I mean, yeah, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. So much of it doesn't make sense at, at its core. And like you said, I mean, it's like one part Outlander, one part Terminator. I mean, you know, it's like it's, again, they just mashed up so many different films without making that something that's cohesive. Is it terrible? No, it's not terrible. It's not the happening, for thank God. And it's certainly not cats. But knowing hell I'll ever watch this movie again. It's not a good movie. There, it, there's it's, too much too much available that is good. Which Gunpowder Milkshake, you know, I'm, the main reason I'm knocking that is because that could have been great and it's only good. It's only eh, it's fun. And okay, maybe at some point you have to say, well, you know, they wanted to make a fun movie, they did they made a fun movie. But holy crap, if you can make John Wick if you can make Atomic Blonde, if you can make Baby Driver, you could have made Gunpowder Milkshake as good as that. Blues and Brothers. Instead, Blues Brothers. You know, uh, so that's when it's disappointing when, and I don't think they aimed low, but that's where they wound up compared to where they could have been. Infinite, I don't, I'm not too sure that they aimed for anything other than just, well, it's got Mark Wahlberg. We'll get eyes on it. But I definitely know why that thing wound up on is it paramount plus it's on paramount plus right so yeah there's no way in hell that thing was coming out at the theaters i don't know i can see it coming out in theaters and flopping yeah exactly so you know which, what which there have been worse movies as we said there have been worse movies <laughs> at the theaters oh absolutely by far <clears throat> cats comes to mind but actually, you know, speaking of theaters, and you mentioned you wanted to know why, like, Gunpowder Milkshake didn't come out in theaters. And I think I have an answer for you because I found a news story that will end the show nicely uh, concerning the Green Knight, which was supposed yeah. to – well, it's still coming out in the States, but it has been pulled from release in the U.K. Yep. Because they are really, really concerned about the Delta variant for the COVID virus. As they should be. And I get that. Yeah. I, I see absolutely no problem with that. And you know what? It, it it would suck if we had to go back into a lockdown and do all that all over again just because, you know, there's a minor chromosomal difference or something in it. But still, the COVID thing is still out there. COVID Delta is out there now. So if you have to go out, for Christ's sake, wear a mask Otherwise, my suggestion to you is to just stay home and watch a movie. Captain, we're losing power in the warp engines. I think we should be leaving now. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Uh, and on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I am very disappointed. Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, it's a living. And like that, he's gone. Make your own damn sandwich.